Georgia Virtue presents the Let Me Tell You Why You're Wrong podcast. Thank you for downloading episode 305, if you can believe that we've been on this long. Uh, This week, we have Biden insulted but not charged, old Joe talking to dead people, Bud Light is back, a virtual child running for state house, gracious politicians with our own money, count the ballots yourself, squatting in Georgia, Nikki got her butt handed to her. SCOTUS and trouble at the top of the GOP. I'm Dave Roberts. With me is my partner in this endeavor, Representative Emeritus Ken Pullen. Hey, Dave. How are you? Oh, I'm on the right side of the grass, buddy. We're actually recording before the Super Bowl uh, this week, but I was trying to look and see if there were any prop bets for... How many times everyone showed Taylor Swift this weekend? I can't find it. <laughs> Are you going to watch the Super Bowl I, this weekend? I am. I, I mean, tell you, so who's going to win? Kansas City's a slight underdog, I think. Here's the problem. I'm tired of seeing Travis Kelsey, <laughs> and I hate Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, it'll be interesting. 28-3. I'm predicting Kansas City wins. 31-24. That's my prediction. They've been underdogs, I think, for every game in a playoff, so I think they win it again. So we'll see. We'll have to update. Uh, we'll have to talk about this next week. Yeah, and, and look, I don't, I, don't have, I don't have anything against Kelsey. I'm just tired of seeing his mug. Him and Patrick. Just, they're on every frigging commercial. Yes, Travis especially, yes. And he's the, I think we've said he's a spokesman for Pfizer and the vaccine. And yeah, he will, he just direct pimps TV, himself. Yeah, direct uh, TV. I mean, some kind of credit repair service. <laughs> like, dude, your credit's never been bad in your life. You make millions of dollars. Let's get somebody advertising credit repair that's actually uh, got bad credit. And apparently Swift is going, has a concert going in, in Tokyo. Tokyo, and, yeah, but she's going to make it back. Then's going to fly back for the Super Bowl. I assume she can afford the ticket. And the private jet, yeah. And the private jet. <laughs> that must be so nice. Like, literally, if I ever had that much money, I would fly private everywhere. That, that's got to be the biggest benefit to just having a gazillion dollars is getting on your private jet, like pulling your car up to the private jet. Hopping on and taking off. No, she has fu money. <laughs> she does. I like, mean, she's got a lot. Like she could murder somebody uh, on Peachtree. And I like she has Taylor money Swift. To get, herself, to get herself out of, out of trouble. <laughs> I say I like her. I, I don't know how. I don't know why she's taking so much grief. I mean, she's. I I like she's her. Dating fun. a football I, player. The media's propping it up. The NFL's showing her all the time. It's driving more viewers to the NFL. They love it. Uh, oh, man, I again, she's supremely talented. Yeah, she seems like she's having she's, fun, too. She, she's always smiling and laughing, and I don't know. I kind of like her. Yeah, she, she's not really my thing. You talk about attractiveness. I've said, I mean, I've said that before. Not particularly my thing, but I certainly appreciate what she did for her entire touring staff when she when she paid paid them all at the end of the year. 
Yeah, I like and, her. And she's she's a, a a damn good investor from 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 what I've heard. Well, um, when you got that much money, people invest it correctly for you. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you got different levels of uh, investments. Yeah, but I need to I need to find a concert, take my daughter to uh, see. Be a Swifty uh, if we can afford to go to a concert. <laughs> they were outrageous now to go to. If if you're a true Swifty and you you sit on the like the Ticketmaster site or whatever, whichever one that she uses and you wait for it and you get the original prices, it's fine. Yeah, you it's try not to too buy bad. Them on StubHub, uh, it's terrible. The reseller market's real bad. Yeah, and it's it's one of the reasons I didn't go to the, to a Braves game last year is the the seats that that I I usually take, which the Delta Club, uh, were so expensive last year because everybody expected them to make make the make the uh, uh, World Series again. I mean, I look if the seat goes because it includes alcohol. If the seat goes for hundred fifty dollars, you know what? I can probably drink hundred fifty dollars worth of stadium beer because that's only like five beers. <laughs> Plus, it has a buffet and all that stuff. But when they were charging five hundred dollars, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, a little out of control. Thousand for 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 my wife and I to go. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No, it's just a certain point. I don't care how much money you got. There's a certain point where it doesn't make sense anymore. I actually got a phone call from the Braves. <laughs> um, so I I got a phone call and so and says, "Hey, this is so and so with the Atlanta Braves." I said, "Huh? Let me get. Are you are you looking for a uh?" Overage, over overweight catcher with a with an arm that's not as good as it used to be. She's no, I was trying to sell you season tickets. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so special prosecutor basically let Biden off the hook, but the the uh, uh, the the big thing with his is it was called an elderly man with a poor memory. <laughs> I know this just blew up last week. I actually blew up last Thursday night, but a special prosecutor report dropped, I guess, Thursday afternoon. It was 300 plus pages. I don't know how you write a report that's 300 plus pages, but he basically said he had willfully retained and disclosed classified information after leaving at the vice presidency in 2017, but concluded that, quote, no charges, criminal charges are warranted. And he basically said that there's no way I can put this guy in front of a jury because he's going to use his elderly status to uh, to get favor with the jury. Well, and, and, and we've said uh, between us that he doesn't even look like the same man he was. No, he doesn't look good. He just, if you look at pictures of him, even five years ago, he looks totally different now. His face is starting to I mean, cave in and sh- he just doesn't, yeah, he doesn't look good. It almost looks like a different person. Not to go down a conspiracy here. But he does look totally different than he did you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago. He looks like the puppet Walter from uh, 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 the, 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 the ventriloquist. Yeah, but I guess he is 80. I mean, he's 82 now. So, I mean, at that age, it's, but, but it's bound know, to happen, right? I mean, you just. You but just, I know 90-year-olds who are, who are sharp as hell. I know. But he's, my, my, my there's not a ton of them. My grandfather w- was, uh, was an educator. And into into his 80s very 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 sharp and and could 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 hold you know obviously physically he, he was he was declining but he was very very sharp i i never liked senator senator biden 
I didn't like Vice President Biden. And I don't like uh, President Biden. But at this point, I feel sorry for the man. Yeah, he does. And we'll talk about it in a minute. He's just, he's, he's just, his memory's getting bad. And, you know, right after this, so this report drops Thursday afternoon, he has a press conference that night where he gets up and like has this angry press conference, gets in front of the media. He said, you know, it's, he said, how in the, how in the hell dare he raise that? Cause it referred to Biden not knowing when his son died, you know, his son, uh, Hunter that passed away. And look, Biden said over and over that well, what his Hunter? son died. Not yet, anyway. Not yet. No, not the other one. Bo Biden. I'm sorry. He said over and over that Bo died in the war and like in Afghanistan and stuff. He, I mean, he did serve, but he died of brain cancer when he came back in 2015. So look, Biden's got that wrong a lot in the past, but he said he was... Uh, he said his memory was not bad. He said he was good. It's not gotten worse. Look, there's not a person in the United States that thinks his, that his memory has not gotten worse, but that's what Biden claimed. Yeah, he, he went after uh, uh, was it Peter Ducey. Yeah, right. Because uh, uh, Ducey asked him straight out about, about this, and he said, my memory must be failing because I called on you again. <laughs> and then even during this press conference, you know, he referred, he said, as you know, initially the president of Mexico, Al Sisi, which is actually the president of Egypt. So look, the guy's just getting all, look, he's getting all kind of stuff confused. I don't know about you, Dave, but I, I never think I talked to a dead person. Uh, and, and that's what Biden's doing. He's just losing track of space and time, right? He, he thinks he's talking to people that died 20 years ago. He doesn't know where his son passed away. He's just a mess at this point. But it's like we talked about earlier. Like, what are the Democrats supposed to do? I don't think anybody thinks Biden makes it another four years. Uh, and, and, and then yeah, you've got then Kamala in the back. Yeah, you've got Kamala Harris. Yeah, nobody and, likes her. Well, the, the intel that I'm hearing from inside the White House is the two of them are not getting along very well. Yeah, no. I mean... Mainly because I don't think people in the White House like the the VP. She's uh, not a pleasant person to be around. She's also she, an idiot. Yeah, she is. Bi- idiot. Biden was was not an idiot. He's he's got he's got cognitive issues now, uh, uh, age related. But Biden was 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 wasn't the sharpest tool. But I wouldn't have called him an idiot. No, no. She's but the idiot. Democrats look four years ago. They should have known that he was going to go downhill and could see, I mean, even four years ago, you could see this coming along. They should have planned better and picked someone that people had more confidence and trust in as a potential VP versus no, no one expected, no one expected a Democrat to win. It wasn't until, until, uh, COVID really hit. And this was after many of the primaries. No one knew that you could, you could win the white house by staying in your basement. Yeah. And the the economy had been going so well up to, up to that point that they figured Trump was was a shoe in for 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 reelection, and and he, Trump lost to a guy who who sent out tweets from his basement. Yeah, I mean, well, the, I mean, look, the the economy does do well when you spend a ton of money and you cut taxes. <laughs> so I think that's why I was doing well up under Trump for a good portion of it. They did cut taxes on businesses, which I am 100% for that. I don't think businesses pay taxes anyway. 
but then but then they oh, spend a ton of, but then yeah but yeah but you end up not investing as much into your business or paying workers as well you know all the whole thing i mean you're so i mean it's just like they're stuck now i don't uh, i don't know what they're gonna do with biden and kamala it's, it's almost impossible to unseat a president within the party yeah, the only but, time, the only but time he could kick in, he could kick her out for a more well liked VP candidate. It would, and have I don't to think it loses him a vote. Be a woman of color. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Is maybe he he could put Michelle Obama, but she's not very likable. Uh, but he can't. He could not just just take in her today's out political climate. Gavin yeah, you could. Yeah, you couldn't replace just, her with a white man. Yeah, there's <laughs> just no way. And Gavin Newsom is as white as, as white as we come. <laughs> I don't know. It's bad. I just every time Biden gets up in front of the cameras and talks now, it's bad. I mean, but, but, you, but you yeah, just got to feel sorry for him. It's but he, he he was talking about speaking to a German chancellor that was dead before he was ever alive. Yeah. No, last Wednesday, uh, you know, he talked about. Having a conversation with a former journaler, Chancellor Helmut Kohl, uh, and and Kohl died in 2017, and he talked about having him, you know, a meeting a, a you know conversation with him at a G7 meeting this year. Uh, it's just right. Well, I shouldn't say he died before he was born, but but uh, there's there's I I don't I I don't know at this point how you don't know that he's been out of office for a long time. Oh, yeah. Look, this happened when he confused the German chancellor was like last Wednesday. Last weekend, he was at a campaign rally in Las Vegas, and he confused French President Emmanuel Macron with Francois Mitterrand, which was the leader of France between 1981 and 1995. Like Mitterrand died in 1996, so he confused the guy that served in France in 1981 to 1995 with the French president today. Like, I don't know how you do that. That's 19 years ago. Yes, this is two people in the same week. Well, he's actually confused three people in the same week. Two people he said he met with and they were already dead. And then he confuses the president of Mexico with the president of Egypt. It's just, he's going to have to go back to his basement. I mean, did Democrats not see this? And look, I see, I mean, there's people... It's getting ugly online with this guy. He's well, just, it's, uh, it, we're, we're seeing uh, people of color leaving Joe Biden's camp in droves. Yeah, now, I think so. Are they necessarily running over to Trump's camp? Not necessarily. Uh, but they, they could fall into the Kennedy camp or something like that. It, 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 people in Chicago are I don't know where the people in Chicago – Yeah, I don't know where the people in Chicago go. Like, the people that are so mad that Biden is not securing a border – do they go to Trump and vote for Trump? Do they stay at home? I think they're more likely to just stay at home and not vote versus vote for the Republican candidate, which is, I mean, if, if you know, well, if black participation election goes down a certain percentage, it almost guarantees Trump wins, uh, Trump wins in November. Well, I, you know, I was looking at numbers in Georgia, Michigan, and a couple other battleground states because honestly, the presidency comes down to about five states. Ten percent of the states uh, pick pick the president. You know, 
you know, obviously, you know, you know that Texas is going to go red. Obviously, you know, Florida's going to go red, but you have battle, you have purple states like Georgia and Michigan. And look, the, and I know the UAW finally did endorse them, but, but those, uh, I think, I think Nixon called them hard hat conservatives. Those folks, they know the pain. They know the pain of being laid off. Mm-hmm. And th- those people, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I was shocked when they reelected their governor. Yeah, I was shocked too, because she was a tyrant during COVID. Yeah, she's such a piece of crap. This is Gretch- yeah. Gretchen Whitmer up in Michigan. She was horrible during COVID. Oh yeah, she said you you could use a you could use a sailboat on on the lakes, but not a powerboat because of COVID. Yep. What? Yeah, yeah, but Michigan's gonna be one of those states where how goes Michigan goes the election in November and. But, but right now the the polling looks very good in Georgia, Michigan, and Wisconsin, and those are three really battleground states. Now, do I think he's going to get pull off again? Nixon, I think, won forty eight out of fifty states. Uh, do I think it's going to be sweeping like that? No, but I'm not going to bet on it because the last time I went to bet on it was was 2016. Like, oh right, everything's done. Cool. Went to bed, woke up, and go. What the hell? Well, the, I mean, <laughs> look. I think both of. If I was Trump, I would go to my basement too. Uh, if I was Biden, I'd go to the basement. If I was Trump, I'd go to the basement. People, when Trump talks, he loses people, and when he's complaining he's gonna, about everybody, he just he's, look. He's not going to stop talking, just like he told uh, Republicans to buy Bud Light. <laughs> yeah, that came out this week, but this was. This is why this is what's so crazy about Trump. So uh, one of the Anheuser-Busch top supporters, right, works at Anheuser-Busch, is hosting a fundraiser for him. Uh, And, you know, the event's going to be a lot of members of Congress, Republican leadership. Donald Trump Jr. is going to be there. Uh, A real close friend, a former Speaker Kevin McCarthy, blah, 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 all this stuff, right? So what happens? Trump comes out and tells people that the Bud Light ad was a mistake of epic proportions. Totally agree with him for that. But now we need to forgive Anheuser-Busch. He doesn't do it because he thinks that we should start drinking Bud Light again. He does this because he's about to have a fundraiser by Bud Light. So again, it's like, yeah, I get you, but now you're... (laughs) First of all, he doesn't drink. No, he doesn't. Um. And, and, and look, and kudos to him. Uh, he he uh, he said he had he had a I think it was an uncle who was a, a falling down alcoholic and and told him when he was a young boy to stay away from it. The only time I've seen him drink is when he took a sip of wine at a, at a toast, and that that that's that's the amount of of, of his drinking. Even if he were a drinker, I don't think Bud Light. Well, actually. This is a guy who likes McDonald's, so maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe he, he he would like. He a probably Bud would drink Bud Light. He probably would. <laughs> yeah, look, I think this Bud Light boycott though last year was one of the best things that conservatives and Republicans have done in a long time. I mean, Bud Light screwed up. I haven't had a Bud Light since. I think they should have continue. I mean, I think continue boycotting Bud Light. I think it's a mistake for Trump to tell people to not boycott Bud Light anymore. And it, look, Republicans don't get a lot of wins. This was a big time win for Republicans. Boy, Cotton Bud Light. Uh, there's oh, no, no reason we, for yeah. There's no reason for him to come out and say 
Let, let's stop doing this. Ah, man, Bud Light has been doing um, a lot of patriotic ads. They've got Peyton Manning. Oh, yeah, they totally David are Smith now. In an ad. Uh, people that, that we love. I mean, everybody loves Peyton Manning. Uh, but I, I, I just don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm not a beer drinker anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, I, I, yeah, I, I drink wine, or I'll, I'll drink, I'll drink liquor, but, but I'm not, not a, not a big beer drinker. Like if um, I was Trump, I would go down to the border and I would set up campaign headquarters down there, and I would give uh, speeches from the border every day until the election. Go to Eagle Pass. Everybody cares about the border. Go <laughs> Republican. Go to, yeah, yeah. Everybody go cares down to about Eagle it. Pass and stay there. And Abbott will absolutely let, let Trump do whatever he needs to do down down there. Yeah, and the only people that he, don't care about the border about stuff yeah. that's off topic. It is. It is. Stay on topic. Talk about the border. Um, the, I mean, I, Republicans and Democrats both care about the border and securing the border at this point. The only people in the United States right now. I think you don't care about the border or just a few fringe group of libertarian people out there that think you ought to have just open borders and let people come and go as they please. Hey, if you believe that, that's fine. I don't think the majority I, I would, of the country I would, believes I that. Say, I wouldn't say libertarians. Here's the thing. If libertarian says we want an open, open border, they also follow it up with no social programs. I know, but you can't have. Yeah, they always say that. I got you, but you... You can't, but they'll say, but you got to have open borders first, then let's work on social programs. You know, the social programs are never going to get cut back. So, yeah, I get what they're saying. They're trying to, yeah, yeah, I get so it. If you, if you take away the the financial incentive, you'll only get people who want to come here to work, not people who want to go and beat the hell out of a cop in New York City. Yeah, when are we going to take away the financial incentive? I mean, never. I don't see them. I mean, you saw this week that New York's about to start handing out cards for illegals. It's like they've, they've designated $55 million to hand out prepaid gift cards to illegals in New York. And again, that's where the black community in New York and Stephen A. Smith, I don't know if you saw it this week, you know, talk show guy, on, uh, I don't think he's still on ESPN. He said, how in the, he's like, how in the hell is the government in New York giving $55 million to illegals? When we have people here that are, you know, living on the streets, right? We got veterans living on the streets. Got veterans that can't get health care, and and New York's giving fifty five million dollars out in cards. That's crossing Republican and Democrat because it's people think it's so stupid. And that's where I where I think that Biden's running into trouble now. Do I think that Trump is going to take New York? Probably not. No, but but yeah. but that's that's where that's where he's running into trouble. And yep. look, if if Illinois goes goes red, it would not shock me at all. Yep. Because because the the major population area was it Cook County where where Chicago is. Yeah. Uh, the major population area they are they're pissed at Biden. They, yeah, they I just don't know if they'll vote the other way. That's the question. I don't think they'll, they'll vote Trump, but they'll either skip that race or they'll they'll vote Kennedy or something else. But we'll what see. the hell do I know? I do know that we have a <laughs> virtual child running for the state house, C.J. Pearson. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty funny. Uh, Barry Fleming's seat. Uh, Barry was a chairman in the Georgia House, been up there quite a few years. He was appointed to the bench over in Augusta by Governor Kemp a while back. 
This is also the same uh, representative challenge John Burns for a speaker role this year. So he, you know, he's not, I'm not saying he was on the outs, but, you know, if you're going to challenge the guy that runs, that eventually gets a speaker role, you're probably not in the best graces. So Barry's got a special election in February. Early voting has started. CJ Pearson is running for that seat. He's an African-American, 21-year-old kid. I don't know if, Dave, have you heard of CJ much? I really haven't. I mean, look, he, he seems oh, okay. very accomplished for his age. I think he's a I think he's a big time grifter, but uh, I'm sort of with. Okay, so but regardless well, of my so well, regardless <laughs> of my opinion of this kid, what is so interesting about this is there's five candidates running to replace Barry Fleming. It's John Turpish, C.J. Pearson, Jim Steed, Gary Richardson, and Kay Turner. Kay's a Democrat, and I think John is a Libertarian candidate. Because in a special election, you know, it's open. Anybody can run. But the establishment in Georgia, like Governor Kemp's office, uh, especially his director of communication, Cody Hall, has gone all out against C.J. Pearson. Uh, Cody last week tweeted, C.J. Pearson is and has always been a grifter who has no principles behind his own benefit. He lives in Los Angeles. He endorsed Bernie Sanders for president. He was on Vernon Jones' campaign manager for governor of 2022. That's really what's got at some of the Kemp staff is CJ endorsed Vernon Jones and was his campaign manager when he ran against Kemp in 2022. So it's just, it's funny to see Republicans, and we talked about this last week, playing in primaries where you typically, you know, Republicans try to stay out of primaries, especially leadership and and parties and stuff like that, they are going all after CJ. Well, I I reckon he's going to get burned. We'll see. You know, sometimes when you go after someone hard, you know, people, uh, you know, people move to their side. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting so, to see who wins this. But So, so we're going to have a, a special election. Yep. And with five people, it is highly unlikely more likely to have a runoff yep not to have not have a majority it's going to go into a runoff and the runoff is going to be uh concurrent with with the actual election because it is an election year it's going to be a mess yes yeah, so this election i think is february 21st maybe it's coming up really soon and then if they had a runoff, it would be sometime right after a presidential primary in March. So it's going to be very confusing if you're in the Augusta area. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I've read some of his quotes that I don't hate. But I don't want to say that the, that party loyalty is is paramount, but it is something. Yeah, I was you trying know. to look up how much money these... Uh, these people that are running for this have raised. I'm sure Gary Richardson, who is the establishment pick, has raised a ton of money. Well, that's the thing is if you are the establishment pick, you get money coming in from everywhere. Yes. If, if you're, you're, you know, you or me, you're stuck calling people trying to get $10 donations from, from, from citizens around. <laughs> yeah. When you get $10, you think it was the best gift ever. You really do. <laughs> And look, ten bucks says more than twenty five hundred, which which is the max for a oh, state house. Totally agree. It, it 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 says it says to that candidate that I don't have much money, but I'll give you what I can. 
Yep, exactly. And I think that's a, that's a much bigger endorsement than somebody than than a corporation or somebody from California giving them twenty five hundred, which is I'm sure what it was happening. Yeah, so they haven't had to report yet on money raised. We'll have to look that up at a certain point. I just looked up CJ. He's just got a personal finance disclosure out there, but it's nothing about money raised. And it doesn't appear that Gary Richardson has either. So I don't like that. I don't like for voting to start when people haven't declared where their money's coming from. So I'm not a big fan of the schedule. I think it, I think that should happen, but we'll see. Well, we have more tax breaks in Georgia. Woo! <laughs> yes, the government's giving back some of our stolen money, right? They are. They really need to be careful because they are dislocating their shoulders, trying to pat themselves in the back over what three hundred bucks a year. Yeah, that's happening. Uh, so this week in a or last week in a Georgia House, that income tax they voted on House Bill. 1015, which will lower the state's tax rate from 5.49 to 5.39. We talked about this earlier. If you make $100,000 a year, that'll save you $100, which is $8 and a quarter a month. And they are running, you know, laps around the Capitol, slapping themselves on the back for doing that. Uh, they're also taking around, taking down the state homestead exemption, or they're increasing it from 2000 to 4000 that's going to save homeowners roughly $100 a year. And I think, I don't mean to pick on Representative Matt Reeves, but he said, this bill supports the American dream of owner, or of home ownership in Georgia. Look, if, if people run out to buy homes now because they're going to save $100 on their taxes next year, it's like, dude, come on. $1,000? Somebody who's in the six-figure bracket. Yes, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that there there aren't people in, in that tax bracket that live in apartments. Of course there are. But these are people that could buy a home any day they want to. Yes. Um, hey, I'm glad we're getting back any money. I, look, I'm glad it's passing. I, I, nobody's going to say it here, but no one's going to say it's not good that we're not taking down the state income tax. But we're literally talking about with $16 billion in reserve this year. We could have taken it from 5.49 to maybe a flat five or four and a half or four. You don't or get zero. or zero. You just don't get opportunities like this to, you don't get opportunities a lot of times where the stars align, right? You've got a big bucket of money. You've got a Republican House, Republican Senate, Republican governor, and they could have taken this thing down more. Uh, you know, and we're still stuck at like just getting crumbs while. We talked about this. And my wife's a, my wife's going to contribute or going to get some of this money, but teachers have got ten thousand dollars in and uh, raises since Governor Kemp came into office. Uh, most state employees have gotten anywhere from five to ten thousand dollars, and normal taxpayers get a hundred dollars. So if you work for the government, great, right? <clears throat> if you don't work for the government, you get these little handouts. Well, you know. <clears throat> He keeps trying to buy off the teachers, and maybe it's just a, a personal thing for him, as as he appreciates education and all that stuff. But he, but Kemp has to understand that you can give you can give the teachers a hundred thousand dollar raise. It doesn't matter; they're not voting for you in bulk, <laughs> in bulk. Yeah, in rural Georgia, they are. You, they're not voting on you in probably Atlanta, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think most of the teachers my wife works with are Republicans, but. 
Yeah, in bulk, they're not. There's there's probably more Democrat teachers than Republican teachers. Yeah, and and that's where Democrats have gone is academia. Now, yeah. if if you want to, you may be able to count the ballots in Georgia. <laughs> I put this story in at the last moment while ago. Did you see this? Uh, State Representative John LaHood, John's from the South Georgia area, he sponsored House Bill 974. So what this is going to do is put pictures of Georgia ballots. They're going to display them online for the public to see and review after elections. So think if 5,000 people vote in Pike County, uh, they're going to put pictures of every ballot online where any citizen could go online and count these ballots that they want to. You think this passes? I don't know. I don't know if it passes. Um, Secretary of State is not in favor of this bill, but Secretary of State is out of favor anyway up there. You know, the, I think there's a, you know, he's kind of on a lot to back up. Typically, anything that involves voting laws or changes comes from, comes from Secretary of State's office. They work with legislators. They get stuff introduced. They get stuff passed. Since Raffensperger is on the outs a little bit, now representatives are passing laws that affect his office. So I think it's got a chance to pass. And I, I'm not against this at all. I think it's great. I mean, there's nothing on a ballot that says Ken Pullen voted. This is Ken Pullen's uh, you know, ballot or Dave's ballot. Put the things online and then let anybody go in there and count if they want to. I think this actually does a lot to restore confidence. Well, it's transparency. It is. I love transparency. Look, transparency. This is what I talk to my local elected officials in Pike County about all the time. Is like we're on, we're we're only the only county around that doesn't have county commissioner meetings online. Uh, we have them at like nine thirty in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning. We don't have transparency when there's a you know when there's an office that needs an appointment to like the local tax board. You have to. De- I mean, nobody knows what's going on. So to me, this just lends itself to sunshine. And transparency, and you get things out there where people can see them. Well, you know that's what the, what, what really drives the Georgia virtue is transparency. Yes, hundred percent. And 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 shining uh, light on the areas that that are not transparent because it's supposed to be our government of. The I know, people. right, right. So. I, I don't. I don't see this as as, as a bad idea. It's not. It doesn't have people's names on it, because uh, that's problematic. We, we, you know, obviously we 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 keep our republic based on the idea of of a sealed ballot. But it but it does allow people. Now look, you're going to have uh, DeCab lose their minds over this, <laughs> and DeCab is is the is the county where they kept pulling ballots out out of the trunks of cars. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think this is a good thing. Now, the Secretary of State said there's no money. There's no money in this bill to make it happen. That could be a, a showstopper to try to enforce it. Um, but I like what I like what Representative LaHood's doing. I think this is a good bill. I think uh, I think John's been in office seven, eight years. Been there a little bit of time. Uh, I think this is a good one. I, I'm glad I saw this this week and. Uh, it'll be interesting if this passes, makes it through committee, and gets to the floor for a vote. And as we record, a story that I saw come across 
was squatters are taking over Atlanta. <laughs> that was a good story, too. I mean, it's, it's really the this, this city of South Fulton. But they're talking about, I think, like 1,200 homes. Yes, 1,200. And, and, and these squatters are not, are not criminals. They're victims. Just, just a lot, most of them are victims, just, just like the, the owners are. They were taken advantage of through Craigslist ads. Mm-hmm. So what will happen is a scammer will break in, change the locks, and then go put this 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 house up for rent, collect collect as much rent as they can until they get busted. Ah oh, man, I. But it's also a thing where the people who are intentionally squatting destroy these homes. Yes, totally destroy them. Absolutely destroy them. They're they're running uh, drug houses and houses of ill repute. As I as I heard it told to me in in the army, uh, whorehouses. Um, but they're they're ripping the copper out. Mm-hmm. They're stealing the HVAC. Uh, and and renters do this anyway. And I don't mean to disparage anybody who who rents, but when when uh, uh, renters are knowing that they're going to. To, to lose their home, they're going to have to move somewhere else, they're about, about to be evicted, they become vindictive. I mean, they'll, they'll rip the plumbing out of the walls, they'll rip wire out of the walls. And, of course, it's, it's, it's completely disrespectful to the, to the owner because that person just wants to collect their rent every month. They don't, yep. they don't, they don't care about anything else. Yeah, this is this is crazy. I don't know where this is going. Twelve hundred homes—that's a lot. And you're—I've heard a lot about this in other states too, but uh, it's made its way to Georgia now. And and for and for the tenants, quote unquote tenants, that were scammed, I feel horrible for them. Oh yeah, it's real bad. Uh, but they also get loo- uh, looped in with the people who broke in to to put up a drug den. You know, man, I, I don't know. It's it, it goes to how difficult it is to evict somebody in Georgia. In Texas, I think it takes 70 days to evict somebody. I think it's 72 days. Yep, that's a while. Uh, but, you know, 70 days to, to, to oust somebody. In Georgia, it could take six months. Jeez. Six months where you've put, let's go in the low end, $200,000 out of pocket. The renters cause thirty thousand dollars in damage. is one of the is one of the quotes that that, that I got out of the story. Thirty thousand dollars in damage to to repair it, and that only makes you whole again. It it, it doesn't it doesn't get your back rent or and, and look a lot of landlords are paying mortgages on these houses. Yeah, just coming out of out of COVID. With with the with the relief, quote unquote relief that that you couldn't evict anybody for eighteen months, two years. So you 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 know if if you're still a landlord at that point that you survived that portion of it, and now here comes this. Yeah, it's terrible. So Nikki Haley got her butt handed to her. <laughs> this was pretty funny. So the Nevada primary was last week. 
she actually lost to none of these candidates. So with 86, 86% of the votes counted, Haley received less than half, which is 30.8%. Uh, and then none of the above beat her. So it was a humiliating loss for Nikki Haley and, and Nevada this week. We've got to get some better, some better candidates. We really do. Yeah, she's dangerous to me. I, I mean, we've talked about Nikki Haley. I don't like her at all. Uh, it, you know, we're about to come down south now, though, for South Carolina and then Super Tuesday. It, I don't think she stands a chance, but it's going to be interesting to see if she can win her own state and, you know, actually Look, put if, up if, a fight if, and stay in the race. If she gets her ass handed to her in a home state, I, 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 that's it. I mean, she can stay in and keep her name on the ballot as, as long as she wants, but that's it. Yep. Uh, I mean, you're expected to win your home state, especially <laughs> in a primary. Right. You know, it's it's one thing if, if you're a Republican from, I don't know, California, where, you know, in the general, you're going to get your ass handed to you. <laughs> yep. But, but uh, in the primary, you should be able to win your own home state. I know. I don't think she is there. I think South Carolina's going to go big for Trump. Both senators already endorsed him. Yep. Now, I, look, Tim Scott wants to be the vice president, so uh, I'm not sure that's a uh, yeah. But yeah, I get you. Well, you also have uh, is it Lindsey, Lindsey Graham to see that that's the senior yeah. Senator? Lindsey Graham is terrible. Yeah, that's but, almost but, reason to vote against somebody if he endorses you. <laughs> I don't know how much endorsements do. Uh, at that at that level, um, yeah, I don't think they matter much. But it does go to show that they stuck their 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 uh, wetened finger into the air to figure out which was blowing, and then just like you've said before, people like a winner. Mm-hmm. They did so, and and neither Gramnesty nor Scott are dumb. They know what the hell they're doing. So, so when you give when you give a presidential presidential endorsement like that, it's not about helping him get elected. It's it's about telling the 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 electorate how you feel and who you support. And yep. if both of them did that, that means that they fully expect Donald Trump to to win. Now, this is a good time to remind you: these are our opinions, not those of anyone not on the show or any respective company for which we may work, own, or otherwise associate ourselves with on a regular or irregular basis. Also, you can find other episodes and relevant stories over the georgiavirtue.com. It's PETA again. PETA. I know. I mean, there, there was not a good meal this week. PETA just stood out again. They came out this week or last week and urged the largest amusement ride manufacturer in Kansas to end the production sale of animal-themed carousels. And they said, quote, children learn play, children learn through play and teaching them to have respect and compassion for all living, feeling beings can help create a more just and merciful world, Peter President said in a press release. Uh, she said it is demeaning and not good that we have animal themed merry-go-rounds and they are exploiting children and animals. What the hell are you going to ride on? <laughs> not an animal if Peter had their way. Peter's too easy to pick on. I'm sorry. They deserve it. They do, hundred percent. Look, if if they if they stuck to animal cruelty, I'd be hundred percent behind them. 
I, th- I think the that the way you treat animals is is uh, indicative is of what kind of person very, you are. Yeah, very, <laughs> uh, uh, very much the way you're going to treat other people. Yes, I agree. So even even hunters, most hunters I know are ethical hunters. If, yep. if they if they take a kill, they want it to be as fast as possible. But PETA, PETA, if if they were if they were to stick to that, they'd be just fine. Yep. So Supreme Court actually listened to these to, to these arg- arguments uh, uh, to keep Donald Trump on the ballot in Colorado and by extension be Maine also. Mm-hmm. The arguments or arguments were were very 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 interesting. Uh, I predicted nine zero. I know. I bet it is too. There's not many nine zero decisions either. Actually, actually, about sixty percent of them are. Are nine zero? Wow. And we it's don't hear about those. We have we a bipartisan Ro- Supreme Court. We hear about Roe v. Wade and all that stuff. We don't. We don't hear about the other stuff that they hear. And a good portion of them are are nine zero. But this is this is a big case, and even the the uh, liberal justices. Uh, with their questioning was, were very, very pointed. Uh, that is a question of the 14th amendment section three on insurrection mm-hmm. and whether or not somebody who has not been convicted, convicted, even accused, he's not even charged with insurrection. If he can be eliminated from the ballot, and they bounce between the 14th and the 10th Amendment to say, hey, this is you know, the states run the election. We can have whoever we want on the bill, on the, on the ticket. The problem comes in, even for the liberal justices, that if, if you do that, Georgia could just decide not, not to include Biden on the, on, on the ballot. Yeah, that's what's crazy about it. Everybody wants to do things when their party is in charge w- without understanding that it can turn back around. Yep. And I think that's what they were saying, right? It's even Justice Elena Kagan, who is one of the most liberal justices, uh, she said, why should a single state decide who gets to be president of the United States? And I think that's where they're going to get, right? If states can't make these decisions to say who, who, can, who gets to decide, right? And by doing this, they're deciding who's the president. Well, and the the term I heard over, over, and over from both the conservative and liberal justices was disenfranchisement. Yes. Is you're stealing people's votes from them. And it was was very interesting, uh, the back and forth. So you had had three attorneys in there. You had one representing uh, uh, Colorado. Then you had one who is the Colorado Solicitor General which is odd that she was arguing against her own state. Mm-hmm. And and then you had Trump's attorney. And the back and forth was, was, was very interesting. It, uh, well, for nerds like me, it, it was very <laughs> interesting. I actually had to call an attorney friend of mine to ask what some of the Latin terms were. That's funny. <laughs> and, and she said, one of them I gave her, she's like, that just means case law. So why the hell I- don't they say case law? She's, because attorneys like to feel smart. 
And I think we thought we were hoping that the decision on this would drop before we actually went and did the podcast this week. I can't imagine the Supreme Court taking that long to decide this. I, I think we'll have a ruling on this case within a, the next week. I mean, they've got to come out with something quick. I hope so. But you, you understand how the deliberations go. They don't sit in one room together. Right. They all write their rulings they, they, and they, pass they them write around. What they and, believe and, and pass it to each other and all that stuff. It, you think that you could put the nine of them in a room and just like a 12 person jury, yep. put nine of them in the room and they could discuss it. But that's, that's not the way things are done up there. Nope. So Rona McDaniel is out as the uh, uh, RNC chairman. Yeah, and this is uh, I, I, you know, unless you're a political nerd like we are, not many people probably even know who the Republican National Committee chair is. There's a lady called Ron McDaniel. Uh, she's actually told Trump that she's going to leave uh, from her leadership role in the party after the South Carolina primary on February 24th. Look, I think she's been a total failure in her job. I mean, we lost the we lost the presidency what four years ago, almost four years ago. Uh, Congress had an abysmal showing. What was that last year when everybody thought Republicans were going to pick up seats in the House, actually lost seats in the House? And, I think and, she's and, yeah. individual state houses are losing ground. Also, yeah. So I think everybody thinks she has done a, a terrible job. You know, there was a challenge to kick her out last year, and then Trump came out and supported her at the last moment. But it looks like now she's finally gone, and uh, good riddance. Man, I would really like to see the party, the entire party, the, the state and local, get off this populist movement <laughs> and, and go back to principle. Small yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Low taxes. Well, yeah, when were when were we small government though? Never. I guess before we were smaller government before George W. Bush. I mean, he's really the one that kicked off the spending craze, if I remember right. Well, he did after nine eleven. Yeah, um, and then it's. I mean, it's never looked cre- back he since. The, he created the TSA. Yeah, and I'll tell you. Yep. That the TSA was never supposed to be the people that were patting you down at the airport. The TSA was supposed to be an oversight board, like the FAA is, with with airline pilots and all that stuff. Right. Is to oversee and individual airports would have their own security. Instead, you've got members of the federal government uh, groping your genitals to make sure that you don't have a bomb stuck next to your pecker. <laughs> Or virtually uh, strip searching you using a machine. Yep. I, I I am. My wife won't let me do it, but there's a T-shirt they sell. It's called "It's Not Gay." It's TSA and shows a guy grabbing another guy's crotch. You gonna wear it at the airport? <laughs> yeah, but but Connie Connie won't have it. <laughs> so and, and so back to this Ronald McDaniel real quick. Uh, there's a couple interesting tidbits on who's going to replace. Uh, Rana in this race, the front runner. The front runner is Michael Watley, who is the chairman of the North Carolina Republican Party. Uh, he's emerged as a prominent contender to to replace Rana McDaniel. The other person that's kind of come out of the that's coming out and it's kind of a dark horse at this point is the former Speaker of the House uh, from California, Republican Speaker. 
So he may go from being the Speaker of the House to the head to of the RNC. The head of the RNC, yes. That would be a mistake, in in my opinion. You know, they they like him though. Uh, Kevin McCarthy, like so we're talking but, about because Kevin McCarthy can raise like his deal is he can raise tons and tons of money. So what they're thinking is that role is a fundraising role, and they're thinking, what if we get Kevin McCarthy in, who's a prolific fundraiser? But but um, you have to bring votes in, and the the Matt Getz uh, contention of the party represents a significant amount. Oh yeah, now, they do definitely. Is, is it fifty percent? No, but it's a it's it's a significant amount of people that that like that that are Getz fans and and Margie fans and, and all that stuff. Yep. I think it it would be a tactical error to bring McCarthy in. Now, yeah. would they raise more money? Probably. Have they had a good head of the RNC since I guess Huckabee? Yeah, I forgot Huckabee was head of the RNC. Yeah, now she's governor of, of, of what Arkansas. Yeah, governor of Arkansas. Yep, very impressive. I actually she, really like her. I think she's. She, she, I think she's got she, a future. She's a super, super, super smart lady. Yep. So, but I don't think that they've had an, an effective uh, leader since she was there, nah. and she was out front, like her, hater, whatever. She was out front. She was. She was. She went on. Any news program, much like Vivek does, mm-hmm. is go on any news program anywhere. She'd go on the View. It does. It doesn't matter. And she would take the slings and arrows as as she's surrounded by political enemies. And I don't mean to actually mean her harm, but pol- political enemies, and and stand there, take the slings and arrows, and push forth the the view of of the Republican Party. Yep. And I just haven't seen that with McDaniel. She's not out front. Most most people don't even know who the hell she is. And that's a I problem. Agree. Is is if you're going to take that job, you need to be out front. People need to know who the hell you are. And that's that that's the 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 biggest problem I have with her. Plus her name's Rona. <laughs> you don't like that. I don't think I've ever heard that first name uh, before. Well, it's, you know that's what I call that's what I call uh, COVID nineteen is the is the Rona. The Rona. <laughs> All right, Kenny. As we're winding down, what have you got for closing thoughts? Oh man, I don't know if I've got any this week. It's uh, I think we talked about earlier. I'm taking a family to Paris in another week or so. So, uh, if anybody's got any recommendations on food in Paris? Uh, Looking very forward to eating some croissants. Uh, told you we're also going to stay on Omaha Beach in Normandy, which I can't wait to do. I just can't imagine to see where D-Day occurred uh, so many years ago. But yeah, looking forward to going across the pond again. It's going to be fun. Man, I am so jealous. And and I told you I had to cancel a trip to, to France uh, in 2020 because, well, <laughs> the country shut down. Um. But I had I had uh, Normandy and and London take the channel and all that stuff on the list. I, I'm very jealous. It's, it sounds like a fantastic trip. Now yeah, we're looking for. You should probably get a second hotel room for your daughter. We're not it doing hotels. The, we're doing Airbnbs. 
it is the city of lights. It is the uh, it's supposed to be the most romantic city in the entire world, and you and your wife can get back and can't do anything about it. Not without traumatizing your daughter beyond belief. <laughs> but no, I uh, I I vacationed that way as a kid. Uh, we didn't, you know, I, like you. I grew up in an airline family, so we could go awesome places, but we all stayed in the same room because because you know airline mechanics didn't make a whole lot of money back then. <laughs> so so yeah, I, I I've. I'm sure there was something untoward going on when Dad would give us twenty dollars. Say, "Hey, go down to the go to the video arcade. I'll see you later." <laughs> <laughs> so, my closing thought: I got this cool uh, gun uh, for Christmas. It's a a, a bug assault, and it's, you know, it's, it's, it shoots salt. And I and I've got the rifles, which are spring loaded. This thing has a CO two cartridge. And I haven't had a bug in my house since Christmas. And I finally saw a moth. Now, could I have gone and gotten a napkin? Of course. But I go and grab my my, my CO2-powered bug assault. It blew <laughs> the, the, the moth into dust and took a quarter-inch chunk out of the ceiling. <laughs> So, so my father thinks it's hilarious. My wife is pissed. <laughs> now, the, 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 the bug assault pistol is, it was designed to take care of hard shelled bugs like roaches or, you know, stink bugs. Yeah, right. You, you could hit them with a, with a normal spring loaded uh, bug assault 10 times and they just keep crawling. But this thing was designed to take care of that. But it'll take care of that and your paint. That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, I certainly appreciate everyone for listening. Uh, I want to want, want you to share and like us on the social medias. Uh, we have a presence on on X. It was Twitter X? Although we don't we don't do a whole lot on there. Facebook. Uh, we can be certainly found on our on our Facebook page. If, if anybody has any corrections, wants to yell at us, wants to tell us how stupid we are, or you know, tell us why we're wrong, that that's always welcomed. E- even if I don't agree with you, I en- I enjoy the feedback. <laughs> Definitely. So for Ken Pullen, my partner in this endeavor, for Eric Cumby, our editor in chief, I'm Dave Roberts. We'll talk to you next week. Catch me howling at the moon